Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Bjorn Simmons, the managing partner of Venture Noir. Bjorn has an extensive experience in entrepreneurship in many different ways. He uh, was the chief strategy officer of a company for uh, six years that basically provided insights to company building using artificial intelligence solution and market research. And it was sold. And he's also been involved with accelerators and incubators. And he is an alum. So, Bjorn, it's good to have you. It's great to be here, Dane. Thank you so much for having me. So, Bjorn, um, I know that um, Venture Noir is about building access to community and capital for underrepresented founders. Could you tell, me, tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we started Venture Noir to really be a, a source of resources for entrepreneurs of, of color and diverse entrepreneurs. Um, over time, what we found is that in many communities and entrepreneurial ecosystems, um, entrepreneurs of color do not have a destination or a hub or a go-to place where they can get uh, the support they need in regards to the access to curriculum or education, access to mentors, uh, access to, to space, and, and access to, to capital. And so in recognizing that problem, we sought out to pilot uh, Venture Noir um, to identify what uh, solutions we could build um, in partnership with others that could fit the mold and really help increase access and opportunities uh, for entrepreneurs of color. So Bjorn, you have uh, certainly the right background to be able to do something like this. Would you tell us about some of your personal experience as an entrepreneur? So uh, <laughs> I, I've been an entrepreneur for, for most of my professional career. I actually started my first company there at the University of Arkansas doing creative marketing services, you know, from digital advertising to social media planning to even throwing events uh, while, while in school. I really... Um, was trying to figure, just carve out a space in the in the creative uh, digital space, digital marketing space, and uh, launched my first company then. Uh, and over time, just consistently found opportunities to grow my skill set. Uh, and in 2014, was introduced to the world of startups and innovation, uh, where I really launched my first startup um, in partnership with my, my co-founders, um, and that was Wiser. And Wiser gave me the experience on building uh, high growth potential companies, right? Leveraging innovation, um, studying artificial intelligence, studying machine learning, um, understanding even as a young 24, 25-year-old entrepreneur, how to do deals with corporations um, like Procter Gamble, uh, Kroger, and to, just to name a few, Walmart. And going from just a pilot to getting bigger contracts and, and, and increasing uh, your annual revenue, uh, recurring revenue, to growing your team to many facets 
uh, business. It was, it was a crash course in entrepreneurship in a fast environment. Uh, that journey kicked off in 2014, uh, even during my time at Wiser. Uh, we went through a number of accelerator programs all over the country. Uh, we started off in Starfast, New York, in Syracuse, New York, um, and ended up at the Brandery in Cincinnati, uh, where we uh, got a, a ton of ex experience in the startup city ecosystem and learned a lot about ecosystem development, the value of community around entrepreneurship and how that really um, increases your chances of success. Uh, there we found uh, you know, our largest customers. Uh, there we also raised capital um, by way of you know, support from Northern Kentucky, which is just across the bridge from Cincinnati. Uh, and again, we really grew from a company of three founders to you know, 15 uh, in less than a year, honestly. Um, and again, this, this crash course uh, uh, accelerated uh, startup startup environment. So I, I really appreciate the journey. I, I, I love uh, how um, where things are going as far as new Main Street business and how it's being influenced by the accelerated startup uh, side of business, right? And now with everything being required to go digital, a lot of those practices that I learned in the startup world are very applicable to, to Main Street business and even the corporate environment when you think about corporate innovation and how problem solving is at the core of, of business building now. And essentially that's what uh, startups are, right? They're innovative solutions to big problems. And so that experience uh, gave me a lot. It, I think it, it uh, increased my leadership capacity uh, and, and allowed me to move into other spaces, you know, working with in the venture capital space and now as an entrepreneur ecosystem builder uh, with organizations like Venture Noir. So Bjorn, what would you say are the biggest opportunities and challenges you face in really building community and capital for underrepresented founders uh, going forward? That's a great, great question, Dean. There are a number of challenges that we that work on the inclusive innovation space have studied. Right. There's the number one that everybody knows or, or should know is, you know, or in the venture capital side, you know, less than two percent between one and two percent of all venture capital is invested into uh, African-American uh, entrepreneurs um, and less than six percent into 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 women. And so and, and less than, uh, you know, two percent as well into uh, Hispanic led companies. And so these are hard numbers that many ecosystem builders are working against, but there are many facets to how you fix that. And those include increasing the number of fund managers that are of color, because that representation on the management side will ultimately impact the investments into more founders of color, right? That leadership um, representation will be more welcome and inviting to people that look like them right? And people that they can relate to. And it'd be easier to find those companies. We hear all the time in the venture capital space that we can't find the talent. We can't find the talent. And I, oftentimes that's just a matter of not knowing or not being in, the, in that circle or in that environment. Uh, the venture capital space is, you know, relatively small, right? It's relationship-based industry. And so you need more fund managers of color in order to impact the investment into those companies. And so that's definitely a big one. Um, as I've been back in Arkansas, I've learned uh, you know, some other challenges that they face here. We did a study in 
the end of 2019 around, around Central Arkansas and asked the question, where do you go to get support for your business? And this was to primarily African-American entrepreneurs. And at that time, their response was they don't have one, right? And there are, there, though there are infrastructure in place, like Chambers, like the Tech Park, um, that community did not feel like they had a resource uh, specifically for them, a special vehicle where that, that they can trust, where they can go, where they can find community, where they can get the support they get, uh, the, the support they need in order to be successful. And so um, having proper infrastructure and intentional infrastructure for diverse companies and diverse entrepreneurs is a challenge and is a, is a need in, in, the, in the community uh, is essential to the success of entrepreneurs. So that's two. And then third, I would say more corporate engagement, right? Institutional engagement, uh, looking at uh, the supply diversity uh, roles um, in, in corporations as well as in government institutions, big box institutions, because I think the chief diversity officer is one of the most important roles that you can have in any institution or any uh, corporation, because that person is is your gateway to diversifying talent, diversifying your vendors, diversifying through creativity and innovative solutions and community, right? And even your sales and revenue, generating generate revenue. Um, and especially when that leadership is resourced properly uh, with, with the capacity as well as budget to do what they need to do effectively. We're, we're in an interesting time right now we need more diverse leaders, right? I think the days of having just one leader to speak on everybody's behalf is gone. So you need multifaceted leadership across the board that's uh, intentional about diversity. So that corporate engagement and that institutional engagement, intentional engagement is, is super important and critical to the success, especially of regional entrepreneurs, like in a place like Arkansas or, or anywhere, making sure that those leaders are engaged with the entrepreneur community. They're doing business with them. They're being mentors. Uh, they're providing knowledge and spending and investing uh, and even buying companies because that's what you want to see on that journey, on entrepreneur journey. You want to see uh, that liquidity event ultimately. And so we need those different pieces to all work together, the community, the corporations and the capital. You know, Bjorn, of course, you and I have stayed in contact over the years, but recently when we met up in Bentonville, I thought, you know, it's hard to believe you graduated less than 10 years ago, um, <laughs> given how much you've accomplished. And just listening, listening to you talk even now, I think back to your involvement in the Walton College. You were not a student who sat back and just took classes. I know you were the president of a, a mentoring organization. You were involved in um, several professional organizations for students. You were on the Dean's Student Advisory Board. You were in Leadership Walton and the Center for Retailing Excellence and many other things. So you came out of high school running. And then soon after you graduated, of course, I know you went to work in marketing, but you quickly got involved in entrepreneurship. Yeah. And politics too. <laughs> and politics. Yeah. And now, of course, you've, you've actually had a company. It's been sold. So I wonder, on the one hand, what you're doing in terms of trying to help underrepresented founders succeed um, in entrepreneurship and in their businesses. But, you know, I think about you as an example 
when I think about, you know, how do we raise up leaders like you, even before they're out, you know, while they're here in the college? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so what advice would you give to undergraduates, especially underrepresented groups that are in the Walton College right now? Well, first off, again, Dean, thank you. You you brought back some memories that, from some of the things that I was involved with on, on campus. Uh, but the University of Arkansas afforded me a ton of opportunities to get engaged. And I, I'll start with saying that I'm one that learned by experience. And I still do. I learn by experience. I can read a book all day and I'll digest it. But I love the practicum of everything. So when it came to wanting to uh, be seen or recognized as a leader on campus, especially with the U, U at the U of A, uh, I wanted to get involved in leadership roles quickly, and I saw the need to do that. Uh, university is uh, uh, is a big campus, but it's uh, small for the diverse um, students, right? You know, I say we go to we we went to University of Arkansas, but we got a private private school experience because you're talking about you know two thousand students of color and on a school of 30,000, right? And there's there's levels of segregation between that, but with you, the challenge that comes with that for a student like myself who wasn't an athlete, who wasn't Greek, was that you had to break through the mold, right? You had to stand out as well as from your counterparts, your white counterparts uh, and uh, on campus, right? So how do you, how do I stand out and get a job, not just a regular job like everybody is, but the job that I really want to do. How do I get into roles or, or on campus that allow me to create who I am, right? And not just be a stereotypical student. So I learned by experience. So I got involved in a lot. Um, the Multicultural Center, funny enough, has such a huge impact on me, and it still does. Even the work that I'm doing now and in inclusive innovation is a reflection of me spending four years working in the Multicultural Center at the University of Arkansas. That was my work-study program for four years, and that's how I got involved in Connections That's and became the president there for two years. And I stayed there, and I loved that place. That was my hub. That was my destination, my sanctuary, and as well as Dr. Lofton's office, Dr. Barbara Lofton's office at the, at the Walton College. And so the advice what I give students is make sure you're writing your own story, right? There are a ton of opportunities out there that they will not be given to you, but you can create your own path, right? You don't have to go a, a traditional route in order to find success. You can, and the Walton College, I mean, the University of Arkansas does a great job to give you a pathway to getting a corporate job, living in Northwest Arkansas, buying a house, yeah, getting a dog, getting married, raising a family, right? You can live that bubble, but you can also paint your own picture. You can really paint your own picture and it takes you and your own ambition in order to do that and to do that well. And the, uh, from the university perspective, I think we should cultivate that more, right? How do you create more individual special stories, right? Uh, of a student like myself, who was a first generation college student, um, that, you know, did come from, you know, wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but worked my way up to find and, and fight for leadership positions that gave me the opportunity to travel, right? They gave me the opportunity to, to work alongside deans and leadership at the, at, at the university, who are now my colleagues and I get to, you know, actually do business with now. And so I would just challenge students, like to really, when you get to college, don't get so caught up in the, in the traditional story of what you're supposed to do. Find the opportunities to chart your own path 
And I think the university can do a great job in supporting and cultivating that. Well, Bjorn, we're really proud of you and what you've accomplished and what you're doing now. It's so important for our community. And I appreciate you staying engaged uh, with us. And I, I look forward to seeing you have huge successes mm -hmm. in helping underrepresented founders uh, succeed in, in their businesses. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate it. And I, and, uh, I thank you for all that you're doing, too, and being intentional in moving the needle, right? It's a long path to chart, but you're moving the needle. And that's really, really important work. It's a brick by brick process, Dean. So thank you uh, for all that you do as well. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.